Hello guys, welcome here to a Memorial Day weekend episode of Tinkle Sports Talk. No, we don't take breaks. Jason's dressed like he's going to a concert, while I look like the average dad at a barbecue waiting for the potato salad. Okay. <laughs> well, you're also going, getting ready to go to church, and then um, yeah, I'm just um, lousing around on a day off. He's just so. a bum. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. Fair <laughs> change. Fair change. change. No. <laughs> oh boy. Anyway. If you ever watched South Park, you would understand the uh, reference. So, <laughs> real quickly, uh, we want to say thank you to all the active service members. Thank you to all the ones who have done who have made the ultimate sacrifice. Of course, that is the main reason for the weekend. Um. Yep. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I'm sorry. I wish I had uh, red, white, and blue on. That would have made so much better sense. But this polo was just calling my name today. So. Well, the only problem all. is the only red, white, and blue is I probably have is uh, the Bills jerseys, mm. but I don't want to oh, pull it we'll, out. We'll figure it out for Fourth of July weekend. We got a little time. But anyway, uh, coming up on the show today, we got some NFL news. We're going to talk the latest on Julio Jones and Aaron Rodgers. We also got a surprise, well, maybe not a surprise NFL retirement to talk about. Um, we were also going to talk about the latest on the NBA playoffs and an issue in Philadelphia um, during that series. Uh, the new PGA champion will also talk uh, MLB and some uh, Stanley Cup playoffs and we got, I think, the tinkle on this to top all tinkle on this is thus far. I hope I pronounced that right. Um, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you guys are just going to want to stay tuned to the end, okay? If you're watching this on the premiere, stay tuned to the end. I promise you, this tinkle on this, it doesn't get any better than this. So, um, let's start out by talking uh, some NFL news as uh, Jason's changing the date on me on this sheet. But hey, yeah, thank we you. finally got it in. <laughs> We, we finally got the episode where we can get into drinking age. Yeah, exactly, and I don't have a beer to celebrate. <laughs> but um, anyway, NFL News. So Julio Jones, he was called by Shannon Sharp during Undisputed mm. earlier this week all to settle a debate. And he said, I want out, simply. And then he asked Julio Jones, where do you want to go? Do you want to play for the Cowboys? Julio Jones said, I only want to play for winners. That should have been a tinkle on this moment, but um, <laughs> sorry. This this is just the, the week of, ep this is the one week episode where every story that we talk about is just a tinkle on this moment, almost. <laughs> okay, it's almost every single topic NFL-wise, but... uh. Jason, what I I, I got to start out by saying. Well, oh, well, you know what we we we've had him, we've been talking about the whole Julio mm -hmm. Jones stuff. Of course, you know, last episode we were talking about you know potential suitors of you know who could go after Julio Jones and uh, who could be a front runner. But the the I don't know to call him on live television just to make yeah. sure like he's not bullshitting. Why couldn't you have done that with Aaron Rodgers? No, no. Okay. I hate, I hate to Look, say it. I, I mean, but then again, 
look, you shouldn't be doing it at all. Look, as much as I agree with that, it was the right move to get the true answer, but yeah, you need to tell the way him you went about it. You need yeah. to tell him he's on live TV. And the fact of the matter is, Shannon Sharp wasn't looking for a hot take. He was looking to win an argument against Skip Bayless. Mm -hmm. The easiest thing in the world to do because Skip Bayless is a fucking moron, okay? <laughs> easiest thing you could do. All you gotta do is open your mouth and you won the argument because Skip is unable to put together a coherent argument on why his teams are yeah, good. Yeah, he is. Okay? He's incompetent. Okay. Yeah, I know. And, and you want to know the, the thing about Julio? Oh, sorry. I was just gonna finish up on Skip. And you want to know the best part about Skip? He doesn't even care because he's making thirty million a year. <laughs> but anyway, what were you gonna say on Julio here? Sure, it must be nice for him. But um, no, seriously, I was say, the, the thing about the thing about Julio Jones is. I just think there's a whole bunch of drama. I, th I think he's just getting pissed that he's just not valued so much as, you know, playing like he should be playing. Yeah, injuries, we've been talking about it. Yes, you know, a lot of, the, a lot of these players have a lot more say than back in the day where, oh, I'm not going to stay with this team. I, I know I can win. I know I'm a you know, a Super Bowl champion receiver. Um, the thing that I found interesting, how he wants to play for Cam Newton. And then Cam Newton's also, um, I think he's training with a uh, a throwing coach. So yeah. he's trying to work on his, his throwing and his accuracy. Oh, that's cool. That's all fine and dandy, but you still know that you're back on a one-year contract. You, you, you're still on a... Prove it mm -hmm. to us, basis. I don't know what the hell New England saw and wanting to bring him mm -hmm. back. They probably thought, well, fuck it. You know, he's the best option we have as mm -hmm. a veteran quarterback at this point. He's at a cheap bargain. Cam Newton is going to be to Mac Jones what Derek Anderson was to him. Derek Anderson was never a mobile quarterback, he was never yeah. a guy who could get out of his own way. He was a guy who was pass first, much like all the older quarterbacks in the game. Um, mm -hmm. And let's face it, this is the reverse role now because Mac Jones is a throw first guy, not so much a mobile guy. So, at the end of the day, it's I just don't think just opposite day. I just don't think Cam Newton in New England's offense matches no. because. I think if you've seen how Tom Brady was with that offense, he wasn't a run first guy. He was a pass first guy. Yeah. And that's why I think Cam Newton's struggling big time. Okay, cool. You can yeah. work on your throwing, you can work on your accuracy all you want. But if you, as a quarterback, since you know, you've been drafted, what, in 2011? Um, yeah. You've been run and pass but more run heavy than you've been pass heavy you can't change the quarterback yeah people can say mm -hmm. oh well josh allen was comparing to cam noon because yeah. he you know the build the accuracy issues mm -hmm. and stuff like that if i see anything from last year i wouldn't compare the two together at all because no. josh allen really took that step forward 
But I think with Cam Newton, I gotta see a lot more out of him before I think, oh well, Julio going to New England is a fit. I need to mm-hmm. see more out of Cam Newton passing wise before I think, okay, you know what? Maybe him yeah. going to New England is gonna make see, it, you know, guarantee him winning culture. I'm sorry, New England's not the team it used to be, and I don't think they ever will be unless Mac Jones can be like that Tom Brady quarterback that they also like always find a diamond in the rough kind of player in a draft yeah. every once in a while. But if I'm Julio Jones, I don't think uh, going to New England is the best bet. You're going to have to go somewhere else where you know you're going to have a quarterback see, that can throw you the ball. See, I the other day I got in a nice little discussion about who, you know, so um, obviously they're going to get a first-round pick from I would love nothing more for him than to come to the Chargers. But let's face it, mm. we've got Mike Williams right now. We've got Keenan Allen, who is an underrated top five receiver. I'm sorry, I'm still going to hang yeah. on to that. Um, you got a young quarterback. He's going to be productive in this offense, and I'm sure he wouldn't mind losing a few catches to Keenan Allen. But the problem is, with me, he can't stay healthy to save his life. Once that hamstring kicks in, that's it for the year. Okay, that is mm-hmm. going to hamper him. Um, you know, so I just don't think he could turn the Chargers into a into a clear-cut contender or anything that could dethrone the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they could get close. I think it come I think it could come down to week 18, but I don't think it's going to be, you know, clear-cut they're not going to win that division. Uh, Kansas City I'm talking about. I don't know. Um, I just hate that Buffalo was thrown into the conversation for it. We don't need a guy like Julio Jones at all. But Buffalo can spare a first-round pick. That's why they have him in the running. And also to have a sidekick to Stephon Diggs. Especially if it's going to be a late-round first. Like a late-round pick, maybe. I mean, maybe yeah. you can sacrifice one. Like, yeah, maybe we don't really need, like, the 30th pick. You guys, you know, another yeah. team can maybe have it. Uh, you know, and and I, I'm being a little too mm-hmm. fair. Like, you don't know what's going to happen when the season starts. Who knows? Buffalo could be worse, better. Who the hell knows? Um, yeah, maybe we can sacrifice mm-hmm. our first-round pick. But to go after a receiver yeah. that wants to be a number one and when we already have him, you know, you have a Stephon number one Diggs and then some in him. And, and then we have Gabriel Davis, who's showed a lot of promise in year one. I don't think we even need him. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's cool to bump up your receiving core, but See, like, for what reason does to have him and then lose him? Maybe if you know he doesn't get what he wants, you, I don't know. You know how I've given shit about Patrick Mahomes winning MVP when he has a loaded offense around yeah. him. That, to me, would be the same argument for Josh Allen if he got uh, Julio Jones. Obviously, Josh Allen, I believe, was third in MVP voting last season. Yeah, I think so. So, mm-hmm. you add Julio Jones. To me, that takes Josh Allen right out of an MVP discussion because now it's he's got people around him. Look at what he's got. He's got more than enough help to make him that good. Um, That said, though, I think if they got Julio Jones, now it takes the pressure off Stephon Diggs because I don't... 
as much as you like Gabriel Davis, as much as you like Cole Beasley, they aren't guys that can take the heat off of Stefan Diggs. Mm. Um, they really aren't. Uh, I mean, they probably aren't. But, oh, oh, no, 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 wait. I just forgot. We have Emmanuel Sanders, too. Yeah. I just, I, oh, my God. I yeah. can't believe I Yeah. So but Emmanuel really Sanders need, is going to be in so the slot. Emmanuel Sanders will take a lot. Of, yeah, well... Probably not. I think he's going to be more of an outside threat. I think uh, he was see, last year with the New Orleans Saints. I want to see what he can do after that. Because to be honest, I I haven't been too impressed with him since he left uh, San Fran. So I'm hoping he can get back to that guy that was impressive. And if anyone can do it, it's McDermott. I look at it this way. Yeah. I mean, well... I wouldn't even say it's McDermott. It's uh, Brian Dable or, yeah, that or, can probably turn him true. into another star. But, um, I mean, look what he did with Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley, yes, he was good in Dallas, but he hmm. really changed around his career in Buffalo yeah. in the last few years. Um, but um, more the, so on Julio, I don't know. It would be cool to see him team up with A.J. Brown, a young and upcoming receiver in Tennessee, especially with uh, Ryan Tannehill really revitalizing his career. Hmm. But now I would have loved that. It's it's rough. Here's the thing. I think if he had gone to Tennessee, it's not going to happen now from what I'm hearing. Uh, Tennessee is not going to make the deal. Um, Mm-hmm. I thought for sure, and I was sitting here the other day, I'm like, Tennessee is one good receiver away from possibly dethroning the Chiefs in the AFC. Um, Same could probably be said about the Bills. They're probably a few good parts and pieces away from dethroning the Chiefs. Okay? I I don't think that that competition gap is too far apart right now. I think there's teams that... Just need one more little part, and they could. I think there's like three or four teams that have just one more need, and they could be up there competing with the Chiefs. And I think, speaking on that, I think that's why Buffalo decided to go after two edge mm-hmm. rushers with the with their first two picks. Yeah, it's because they knew. Well, our defense got gashed by the Chiefs. Gave up. Mm-hmm. What I think 290 yards of total offense to Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. So they knew what was at stake, and they, knew, and they addressed it. Of course, Bill's Mafia is like, oh, well, why don't we go after running back? We need a mm-hmm. running back. Well, no, we do not at all. It would have been, yeah. been a great asset. But the problem is, at the end of the day, I think what held you back in that game was uh, your defensive coordinator there, who was the old Vikings coach i think he's what held you back because he's like oh mahomes is hurt why don't we just blitz him so yeah um um, uh, but probably but that's i mean that's what he did all year and he thought oh well we did it all year that's what's gonna happen but other than that um Speaking of the whole Shannon Sharp thing, um, he should be suspended. I don't think it's. I I think he should be suspended. He should. I don't think it's mm-hmm. good journalism. Um, you know, yeah, maybe it's a it's a good joke. You know, like I, I don't even think that's like, a joke. The, the poke. Hey. Maybe he's. 
I, I don't know. I, I think it was more so a thing of poking fun at Skip Bayless on live TV than but, it was anything. But yeah, I don't think you should be doing something like that. But you don't need to poke fun at Skip Bayless. That's what I was saying earlier. You don't need to poke fun at him. He's so stupid, he makes himself look funny. Okay? <laughs> Just like Max Kellerman. He does. He says stuff that's so stupid, the vile that comes out of his mouth, or the garbage, the rubbish that comes out of his mouth, is out of both mm. their mouths, is enough to make them look stupid. Okay? So, but anyway, let's right. move on here. Um, Aaron Rodgers um, was on SportsCenter. First off, uh, mm. who was that anchor that left? He just said, fuck you, Aaron Rodgers, stormed off the set after the interview. <laughs> Um, that was another runner-up for Tinkle on this this week, but, um, so he was talking about his issue with the Green Bay Packers. He had stated, um, you know, I like Jordan Love. It was never about him. It's about the people in Green Bay at the top. Um, are you buying any of this right now, or is this just a cop-out damage control uh, you, know, you know, like putting up the curtain and saying nothing to see here. Probably putting up the curtain and saying there's nothing to see here because um, you would think that having a problem with the people involves drafting Jordan Love. Like, it kind of mm-hmm. met, you know, it kind of goes hand in hand together. Well, they the the people that are in charge, like the GM and the owner, or not the owner, but the GM and then like the I think they have like an active owner or something like that. I don't know how the Green Bay Packers work with all that stuff. Yeah. But the GM and acting owner were like, well, Aaron Rodgers is probably not gonna stay with us forever. So you know what? Let's draft his quarterback and not let him know about it. Let's see, like you could have waited that, till the second round for that. Um, yeah, I know. I get it. Jordan Love is the perfect fit because the guy, he has a lot to learn. He wasn't ready coming into the league. Chances are, mm-hmm. anywhere else he went, he was probably going to be thrown into the starting role. Probably. Or he was, like I said, he wasn't going to get a chance to shadow very long. That's what's great about this deal. But you need to tell him what you're doing. And I don't mm-hmm. think, I think there's a way that Aaron Rodgers doesn't hate Jordan Love, but he hates him. Okay. I think he hates the situation yeah. that he was drafted, but he doesn't hate him because he's a teammate. And obviously mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you can't have bad chemistry with your teammates because it's going to look bad. No, look, no, at, no. look at Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts. Okay. That was, without a doubt, a shit, so, a shit show situation in Philadelphia. Um, okay, I think he knows he doesn't want to be that guy like Tom Brady to get, uh, to get Jimmy G thrown out. He doesn't want to be that guy to get Jordan Love thrown out. But he also mm. wants to protect himself. He wants to be sure that he has a future. And it's... Right. He's kind of in the middle of that. Like, I don't hate him, but I hate him. I don't know. If that makes it, any sense. Tough. No, you're you're definitely right because 
and I, I think this also ties into it a mm. lot too. Like he is such a great com- uh, supporting cast around him. He is one of the best receivers. One of um, a, a tight end that was a, like a touchdown yeah, machine Tanyan. in um, Robert Um He has a really good o- defense. Probably a couple of the better offensive linemen in the league. One of the top running backs. And then you're still not happy. Like the coach has, like, mm. was it Matt Lafleur? Yeah, Matt Lafleur. Yeah, Mike Lafleur's the Jets, uh, Jets. Yeah. Um, Matt Lafleur has really changed around the culture of this team, and you're excelling. Like you're, See, you're not like great. You're like excelling in that offense a lot better than you were with Mike McCarthy. What more do you want? I get it. You want another ring. You want another championship. You get to the NFC championship and you flop it every freaking year. I get it. But when you have teams like uh, the Bucs, like um, Sam Fran, who was good at year, I don't know what else Hmm. you want to do. They just had the better teams that year. You know? It's Maybe sometimes it's more on Aaron Rodgers than it is on the Green Bay Packers. If you can't excel in the in the mm-hmm. NFC Championship game, I don't know what else to tell you. But I mean, maybe maybe those teams had a better defense and you just couldn't do anything against it. I I just don't know what else to tell you. See, but what screwed him this year was a coaching staff decision. At the end of the day, okay, they should have never kicked that field goal. Um. That, yes, yes, that I, okay, can't be blamed that on Rodgers. I agree with. You have to. Okay. Yes, this year was blamed on but the coaching staff. I think the year before was more so Aaron Rodgers. There's, but there's things. There's only a certain amount of stuff you can blame on Aaron Rodgers. Just like in the NBA, there's only a certain amount of stuff you can blame LeBron for. Um. But okay. the problem with Matt LaFleur is he's still a very yeah. young head coach. He has to learn from his yeah. mistakes before he can fix them. Aaron Rodgers is but, gonna have to be patient. I think But there's a point I where you've say gotta be maybe bold. this year has gotta be the year. Yes, yes. You gotta take the po- you gotta take the the touchdown okay. over the easy points. The easy points is the field goal. I get it. The hard points yeah. are the touchdown, but you have to take that chance. Um, See, look at look at uh, Mike. Of course, Vrabel. I can also say. Okay, I I just want to say, look at Mike Vrabel. Okay, that man, mm-hmm. that man will literally throw. He will he will finish fi- behind fifty nothing, and he'll still be taking these big risks. Um, you know. Yeah, I know. Look at it. Be. Um, he's he's a guy who who has the balls to make those decisions. I think Matt Lafleur yeah, needs to. Essentially, I mean, regardless, you're going to lose sleep over a loss like that. But at some point, mm-hmm. I would rather lose sleep as a coach. I would rather lose sleep over taking a chance in it failing than taking the easy way out and thinking, man, what, what if I had taken a chance here with an MVP quarterback? I know. And a multiple no. MVP quarterback, too. Uh, but... um. Uh. I don't know what woulda coulda shoulda. I guess yeah, is what but, is you know the statement that could be said about that situation. Unfortunately, yeah. Um, let's yeah, but let's move forward here. 
Um, Adam Vinatieri, a man who has been in the league since I was born, um, not before <laughs> Jason was born, but before I was born. Yeah, 24 years. Yeah, you was drafted the year after you were born. So, but he was dra- <laughs> he was drafted before I was born. He has retired from the NFL. Um, my whole childhood, my whole adult life has been knowing that Adam Vinatieri is in the NFL. That's been the one consistency. Now what do I have? Now what do I have to look forward to? <laughs> but I guess crappy kickers. Crappy kickers, rejection, uh, death, taxes. Do I need to go on? Ah, <laughs> uh, no. But um, he's Not been. At all. If you want to really feel old, if you are at my age group, um, he's been in the NFL as long or back when Bill Clinton was president. Okay, he was in That's the amazing. NFL. He was in the NFL when Bill Clinton was getting uh, freaky with the Oval Office. Okay. Um, he was in the NFL before he, he was TB 12 before TB 12. That man could have played till he was 50. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That man's, he's the only man to live in a retirement. (laughs) He was was the only man to live in a retirement home and still play in the NFL. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. We're done with the old jokes. I mean, I know he looks like. I know he looks like he's 70, but he's actually almost 50. <laughs> Who said I can't man cross has not the line? Aged very well. <laughs> okay. Um, no. Oh, no. Um, Vinatieri definitely deserves to retire. He's done a lot in his hmm. career. He, he's he a basically helped the Patriots win not just one, but two rings. He's also responsible two clutch for kicks. He's responsible for his Super Bowl. Okay, Brady owes him his life say, for a few of those Super Bowls. Oh yeah, it was the Rams and the Panthers. I think he yeah. both hit the clutch, the, the two game-winning field goals. Mm-hmm. So that alone, not just doing it once but twice, I think that should get you in the Hall of Fame right yeah. then and there. Is hitting two of the clutches kicks he's... that win two Super Bowls, and I want to say they were back-to-back years yeah. too. I want to say as well that he is by far, I, I don't even think it's a contest now, he is the best kicker in NFL history. Um, oh, look, yeah, of course. Look, um, Justin Tucker is going to, at the end of the day, I'm going to be willing to make this prediction. Justin Tucker will go down as the clutchest kicker in NFL history. Mm-hmm. Adam Vinatieri will go down as the greatest in the history of the game. Oh, yeah, of course. Okay, there's a difference. He he should be first ballot Hall of Famer. There should be no question about it. I'm sorry. If his name comes into the conversation, you put him in. You don't just, oh, well, he's a kicker. Mm -hmm. Let's wait wait a few years. No, you put him in if he's eligible first year. Oh, yeah. but um, Or when he becomes eligible, you put him in. Okay. This this question that I wrote down goes without saying. He has nothing more to prove, okay? He had nothing more to prove no, to himself. Not at all. He had nothing more to prove to himself three seasons ago, okay? You know he had nothing more to prove when he freaking got uh, taken over by a rookie court yeah. kicker. So um, right then but, and there, you knew. But let's you face know, it, then time's up, and I'll let this guy. Yeah. Let's face it. You're racing father time no matter what. 
okay, mm-hmm. so, sometimes it hits you when you're 40. Sometimes it hits you when you're 42 in the NFL. Sometimes if you're Tom Brady, it'll just hit you when you're 80. Okay. Um, you know, it oh, hit. Yeah, never. Okay. Let's face it. Not last season, but the season before when he was the Colts kicker, it hit him. Okay. Father time hit him then and there and it said, okay, you're past your prime, bud. Okay. You're just not what you used to be. And mm-hmm. I think he accepts that. And I think he accepted it mainly because he didn't get a job last year. Um, yeah, which is unfortunate. Yeah, it's an unfortunate he didn't get to finish his career out the way he wanted to, but mm-hmm. um, nonetheless, he had nothing more to prove, okay? He, he he was far from having anything more to prove, except that he could still play the game. But um, let's move on to some NBA news now, um, since we're a little behind. Uh, the Bucks have taken a 3-0 lead. On my guys. Um, Jason, is that a fluke at this point? What happened last year? I mean, it could be. It very well could be. I think the Bucks were just... This is a, like, a revenge series. Kind of like the same thing with the maps and clips. We'll get closer to that when we get to that topic. But, um, eh, who knows? A lot of... I mean... I guess the same thing could be said about Suns and Lakers, but as far as the Bucks leading three games to none, I also don't think this Heat team is the same as it was last year. No. Yeah, if they get swept by the Bucks, you gotta do something. I think maybe the Heat will win like maybe a game or two, make it kind of a competitive series, make yeah. it probably make it like a five six game series. But at this point, their chances. I hate to say it, Brian. Hmm. No team has come back from a 3-0 deficit. Oh, I know. So I think the Heat are gonna get yeah swept. If not, I, if not four one, because no team comes back from it. Everyone's saying that. Well, Tyler Hero is not great outside of the bubble, and it's you know the guy's having I think a sophomore slump. I think he peaked early. Um, mm. you know. Maybe Jimmy Butler isn't the guy. Who knows what it is. But No, I don't know. think Jimmy Butler is not the guy. I mean, he's had great um but seasons. Yeah. It's just this year he's just not but, showing up like he did last year. But I'm and I'm not making excuses, but I will say as a Heat fan, even though I don't watch the NBA, I will go to the grave saying it's not Spolster's fault. Okay? Um, no, not at all. No, Spolstra. I'm sorry. I will go to the grave and I will say he is the greatest coach in like modern day NBA right now. Only because mm-hmm. again, I I I had that title for Popovich, but Popovich has become like Bill Belichick. He's a guy who benefited greatly from drafting Tim Duncan. He benefited greatly from having uh, the general on his team. He benefited. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was the Admiral. From having the claw yeah. on his team. Yeah, too. having uh, Kawhi. Um, he benefited greatly from drafting him. Okay, and then he benefited from having great, two great sidekicks. I wouldn't say two great uh, goat, like two goats, but I would say two good sidekicks in Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili. Um, mm-hmm. 
he just hasn't found that again. And unfortunately, I just don't think Popovich in today's NBA is going to find that again. But um, I'll go to the grave, though, and say... And the only reason I say Spolstra is so good is he's a guy who has taken 15, 10-win teams at most, and he's made them 25, 30, 35 game winners. Okay? Mm -hmm. How is it hard... Okay, and if you're sitting there laughing at me, I'm just going to tell you, name three... I, I dare you to name three coaches that could do the same exact thing in today's NBA. I, I'll tell you one of them, Doc Rivers, okay? But the rest I can't name. Uh, Doc Rivers, probably the Golden State head coach. I don't think it's and... him, okay? You want to know why... You want to know why I don't think Steve Kerr could do it? Okay, because Steve Kerr why is that? because Steve Kerr inherited the Splash Brothers, and he was fortunate enough to sign Kevin Durant. Okay, uh, he, he inherited yeah, probably. Okay, they should. They didn't even need to fire their coach that year before Steve Kerr. Yeah, but the same thing could be said about Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers inherited. Yeah. Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, a lot of those players. So it's kind of tough but, to even put him in that conversation. But, but yes, look, but look at the draft, Clippers. Look at the um, Celtics stint. Okay, look at those two stints. He really didn't. I I I I don't think personally he inherited a great team over on the Celtics or the Clippers. I think he. I think he's partially responsible for building what happened in those two areas. Oh, yeah, I think so, too. Okay, that's why I say he's a guy that's who could do that. If you want to see about any coach that's probably helped develop a player that he probably drafted very well, and I know we've talked so much shit about Rick Carlisle, but... Hmm. I give Rick Carlisle a lot of credit for developing Luka Doncic into an all-star. Even yeah. though, yes, he was already an all-star. He was already a professional basketball player at a very young age. Yeah. But not a lot of those European players overseas end up like doing the kind of stuff that yeah. he does. And I get it. There's a lot of players that are coming over, overseas. Jokic, Luka... Hmm. A lot of all, all those other players, like Giannis, even Giannis from yeah. Athens, Greece. Um, you know, we're, we're revolving to more of like a European-style mm-hmm. um, NBA than we have ever. So, yeah. yes, I get them. A lot of them are good from overseas, but you also have to develop them into yeah. those kind of stars. So I give those coaches that have taken Giannis mm-hmm. to being like a 30-point all-star – uh, taking Luca to being like almost averaging like thirty mm. points a game, so you you gotta give it a lot of credit to a lot of those coaches. So yeah. Um. So I, if anything, I want to give a lot of credit to the Nuggets, a lot of credit to the Dallas Mavericks, a lot of credit to the Bucks for developing those guys into all stars. Yeah. Yeah. The Americans like Doc Rivers inherited mm. the Clippers, inherited the 76ers inherited the Celtics because if you think about it, the only mm-hmm. player that I think that they drafted was Rondo. That was yeah, it. But of I, all that big four. But and again, maybe Kendrick Perkins. Other than that, they inherited Paul Pierce. They inherited Rayon. They inherited mm-hmm. Kevin Garnett. Yeah, but again, I mean, it also, 
as much as I want to say they inherited it, it takes another skilled coach to make them work together. Okay, Popovich mm-hmm. didn't Popovich didn't inherit Tim Duncan, uh, Tony Parker, no, Manu he Ginobili. Actually, he built that. Okay, that's why I can give Popovich a lot of credit because he drafted those guys. He never really in he never inherited any yeah. player. And maybe you can say, oh well, he got Demar Derozan and he got Rudy Gay. Yeah, and they both came from but, Toronto, and then one came from. Yeah, but uh, I'm not Memphis, but but again, I I want to state I'm not discrediting what Popovich has done. I'm just saying that mm-hmm. I just don't feel like again, maybe it's cuz he's in the West and it's a lot tougher in the West. But yeah. I just don't think that he's as good of a coach as people make him out to be compared to mm-hmm. Eric Spolstra who was good before the Big 3. He's good after the Big right. 3. Um so that's why I lean towards Spolstra as the greatest coach because let's face it, um, he he shouldn't have won more than twenty games after LeBron left and Chris Bosh was mangled basically, and so was uh, Dwayne Wade. Mm-hmm. Okay, he shouldn't have won as much as he did, and he did. Um, but if 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 I wanted to like go back on track and say if last season was a fluke. Yeah, I definitely would because a lot of teams mm. like See, there was such a big break and it was like a new season starting. So, they had a lot of time to re like to fix everything that they yeah. had. Yeah, I got it. They practiced on the same courts that they played on, but no See, team had one, you know, tell. no team had a home court advantage. It's it's tough to and tell. And they didn't have to play in front of fans. So again, again, last season was part A and part B. Okay, mm-hmm. let's face it. Part A was pre-pandemic. Then you had three, four months, and part B started. Okay, mm-hmm. um, I I don't think you know. I don't want to use the word fluke, but I guess peaked at the right time is the better way to put it. And then, you know, last year the Heat peaked at the right time. And maybe there was a little bit of championship loss hangover. Maybe. Yeah, and that happens um, to a lot of teams. And I do. don't and I don't want I just think that I just think that if they lose the series, they definitely have to refocus and see what what's up, what do yeah. we need to fix? We need to bring in other talent and to help revolve this team. Yeah. And if we can't bring in other talent, who is it gonna be? The only yeah. thing is, is like not a lot of player not a lot of teams or players wanna go to like I wouldn't really say yeah. Miami is a small market team, but they kind of had that small market nah, team see, feel. The problem is people wanna play with all stars. They don't wanna play with winning coaches. They care more about the all stars than they do about the winning coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, because if it was, yeah, I agree. Because if it was about the coaches in the NBA as it is in NFL, um, if it was Mm -hmm. about the coaching staff and the people in upper office, okay, Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra would have a winning program every year because those two just know how to get it done. I think a lot of players would have wanted to go with like. 
Okay. Doc Rivers because he's had so much success okay. with every team he's people, been on. Um, people want to go with LeBron or KD or Steph Curry because they know they have a free mm-hmm. ride to a championship, regardless of who's coaching. Um, but let's move forward here. Um, we're taking a, a lot of time on this. Um, uh, Lakers. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Uh, Lakers, Net, Mav, Lakers, Nets, Mavs, and Hawks all hold two to one leads. The Jazz hold a one to one tie with the Grizzlies, uh, and the Seventy Sixers are up two nothing. Um, we know we'll just start out with your thoughts on the Mavs, obviously, because we just went on about my team. So, uh, um, so if if any Mavericks fans know. Rondo played for us with that big old trade with, I think, with Boston back in the day um, when he and Doc Rivers weren't seeing eye-to-eye anymore. Well, he went to Dallas, and him and Rick Carlisle weren't seeing very eye-to-eye. Now he's apparently knowing every single play that Rick Carlisle is playing, Hmm. But at the time when he said that statement, you guys were down to nothing. That's why I said you need to shut up. But now that mm-hmm. they won game three, I think, and, and with small ball too, which means if, okay, this is coaching one-on-one, guys. Small ball means you typically have three guards and two forwards, but the forward is playing center. Yeah. Which it means it's like a smaller guy mm-hmm. playing center instead of like a seven foot tall guy or a six eleven guy. Instead of that yeah. it's like maybe like a six seven, a six six guy playing center. And the Mavericks, who have tall centers and tall guys on a team, mm-hmm. couldn't do anything against Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Lo- Rajon Rondo. We were leaving Marcus Morris wide open for threes. Where mm-hmm. was the defense in the second half? You in the first half, the second half, you played like absolute mm-hmm. shit. And yeah. I, if I saw anything from that game, Luca had no help. Luca had mm-hmm. 37 points. Where was everybody else? Where was KP? Mm-hmm. He only had eight points on the night. Couldn't do anything. The Clippers' mm-hmm. defense showed up when they but, needed to. The Mavericks mm-hmm. were like, whoa, whoa, where was this defense the last yeah. you know, two games? All of a sudden, now they come to Dallas and like, Clippers mm-hmm. have showed up. This is what happened last year. The Mavericks had, yeah. it, I think, like tied. I think they were up two one, and then they lost. Now mm-hmm. it's two one. So if you're the Mavericks, like, whoa, we've been in this situation before. Mm-hmm. And what had happened last year? KP got hurt. Luca is now dealing with shoulder tightness. So yeah. you know he's he's putting way too much. They're putting way too much on Luca's mm-hmm. shoulders, literally. Yeah. Not on trying his to back. make that as a joke, <laughs> but um, yeah, but no, on his back. Oh, actually, on his shoulder. They said he mm-hmm. might have had back tightness, but no, yeah, it was shoulder. So no, no. Like what I was saying to alleviate um, the joke was tightness. they put I, too I, much pressure on his back there. Yeah, sorry. They that's did. that's what and I was going for. None of so. this supporting. I, I want to say the only one that was actually helping him out in that role was Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson is a two-time NCAA champion. He knows how to mm. play in these big situational games and hit big shots. 
which he did hit two big mm-hmm. threes. But he can't be the only guy that shows up with Luka hitting like he does. Yes, I get it. The Clippers mm-hmm. have not been able to really contain Luka. But you want to know when they were able to contain him? Yeah. When he started getting hurt. In the first half, they couldn't contain him. Yeah. He, uh, I think he already was like at 20-something points, if not like close to 20 points after the mm-hmm. first half. Second half starts... The Clippers made that half one. And if I know anything about basketball, the second half is the half you want to win. Mm-hmm. So The first half doesn't matter. Yes, you want to Yes, the, you want to win every quarter, but the second half is the half mm-hmm. you need to focus the most on and the Mavericks yep. didn't show up. Let's face it. Um, as far as the Lakers mm-hmm. As far as the Lakers, them being up to one on the Suns. That looks pretty scary. Don't, if you're the Suns fans, yep. you got to be scared about the don't, Lakers. Don't call this a don't surprise. Don't call this. Don't even call this a sleeper or an upset. Okay. No. Let's face it. We know what the Lakers are capable of when they're fully staffed. We know what. I mean, let's face it. The Suns just had the bad draw. They're not going to go down as the worst two seed in history if they lose it. But they're they going to go had down. A very. You know. They just had a tough time with having to okay. go up against the Lakers, who are currently the but, NBA champs. Yeah, let's face it. They're the champs for a reason. That's all I got to say on that. Mm. Um, but let's skip ahead here. Uh, Charles Barkley um, and LeBron and many others have been stepping up to the plate to mm. offer their concerns after the Russell Westbrook incident the other night. Russell Westbrook mm. had popcorn thrown at him when he left the game injured. Um, I think it was dumped on him, actually. Or it was dumped on him. The fan got escorted out and was told never to come back, basically. Um, now they're, uh, Barkley said that NBA players should be able to beat up a fan each game. Um, and you know you know it's bad when Ron Artest, a.k.a. Metal World Peace, is just sitting there saying, Where do I sign up? <laughs> sorry, sorry, I had to uh, go... I had to go for that joke, but... I don't know. I mean, as much as I wouldn't mind seeing the players, like, getting legal action against, like, the the people, like, if you beat up, if you're a player and you mm-hmm. beat up a fan, they can take legal action on you, and then yeah. you can wind up in jail. It's like, another so half I don't know where the hell Charles common. Barkley is going at. You should be able to... Yeah, okay. so... Oh, you know what's half-assed? Him guaranteeing teams winning. That's mm-hmm. what's half-assed. Yeah, it's... You're right, it is. Mm-hmm. And he, you shouldn't... I don't care if you're a former basketball player, analyst, or mm-hmm. anything. You should not be saying, well, I don't. I think See, they, they should get the right to beat up a fan. Mm-hmm. Okay? But you do realize that there's going to be legal action taken against yeah. the players doing that. Look. There could be consequences. Adam Silver is probably gonna step up and be like, no, you can't be you can't do that. Like say if say if that was to happen. Like say if mm-hmm. Westbrook was to go at this fan and like throw a punch at mm-hmm. him because he threw popcorn. Yeah. Then okay. that player can get teed up, yeah. fined, suspended, thrown out mm-hmm. of the league for that. I believe it's there, a- there's just way too much liability yeah. in it. But I do think that you, there needs to be something See, in some capacity to maybe protect the players. But 
the way yeah. that everybody wants it hmm. to go is just the wrong way, but I think. See, it's about a reaction. And that's what this fan wants, is a reaction from Russell Westbrook. Okay, that's why he did it. Because he knows if he gets a reaction and Russell Westbrook storms the stands, Westbrook's done for the year, okay? Let's let's put it right then and there, okay? You can say, well, the NBA wouldn't have the balls to suspend one of the best players in the game. Oh, you go in the stands, it's over, okay? Plain and simple. You go in the stands, it's over. I don't care if you're LeBron. I don't care if you're KP. I don't care if you're uh, Steph Curry or Kevin Durant. Um, you go in the stands, it's over, okay? Yeah, I know, exactly. So, But what I'm going to say about what LeBron said about protect the players, what more do you want done, okay? The guy got tossed. I know, that's exactly. Okay. Do you want them in jail? Is that what you what, want? What do you, do you want? want them to have do you want us to, actions? Like... Do you want us to screen them? Okay, do you want us to say, I need a license and or two forms of ID and a photo? Um, kind of like a background check when you get an accounting job or anything involving money. What more do you want done? Because what more can be done? I mean, they already have yeah. to wear masks. They already have to show proof of, you know, stuff. Okay. What, what do we, more do you, want do you want them to like? Do you want criminal records before they go into the game? Yeah. Do you want criminal <laughs> records released? Okay. We could do that. Okay. But what I'm saying is, there's nothing that can be done to stop it beforehand. Okay. Mm -hmm. Look at the old days. Look at the old baseball games and basketball games when a call didn't go their way. There were glass beer bottles thrown onto the court, onto the field of play. There was cans thrown on. Okay, they pelted players back in the day with stuff like that. They've changed that culture. Okay, they've changed it. Right. There's nothing more that can be done unless you just put up a whole screen around the whole place so that way the screen catches everything. And then you're going to have fans complaining that the view is bad because you have to look through netting. Oh, I know. Okay, there's nothing more that can be done. Okay, this just states how soft this culture is now with the players in the, you know, with the players generally. I don't want to get political, but that just shows how soft the players are compared to the players of old. Also, I want to know how he was able to get popcorn yeah. thrown on his head because I, I'm pretty sure that mm -hmm. they're not allowing fans on the courtside seats. They're My guess is like he must have had a really good arm. Higher up. Yeah, so that's why. I, oh, yeah, okay. probably. But still, what more do you want done? Because to do... me, there's not much more you can do. I guess the only thing I agree with is maybe having, like, like, because I think LeBron wants mm -hmm. the camera to come, like, f footage to come out of the fan throwing the popcorn. Mm -hmm. That I agree with. Maybe you should, like, the NBA should, like, start reviewing the, in a way of, like, the mm. fans that maybe, like, throw or do stuff to the players. But as far as, like, more, like, action being done, there's not much. The NBA is just going to tell the players, you're just going to have to suck up and deal with it and just mm -hmm. move on and keep on playing. Like, this is the playoffs. Stuff like that is going to happen. It's a hostile environment. 
And yeah. no matter where you're going to go, it's going to be hostile. This is what happens when that's... you start bringing fans back into the stands. You're going to have to get used to it. But that's also just the way Philly sports go, okay? Not much more I can say about it. Oh, yeah. You, you know how that, Philly right? sports go. Philadelphia um, is just a Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I definitely do. The, I wouldn't say they're terrible. That, that crowd's they're... even more hostile than... Okay, I wouldn't say they're a terrible fan base. I would say they're a very passionate fan base, and it brings out the worst yes, in them. So, but with that, let's take a break here because we've gone on for almost an hour for the first part. Um, but oh man, oh yeah. But when we come back, we'll talk the PGA Championship. We'll have some MLB news and some NHL news. But before we go to break, I just want to say with the pandemic uh, coming to an end, it's not on our sheet, by the way. With the pandemic coming to an end. Um, youth sports are reopening. Please consider, uh, you know, um, I know Dick Sporting Goods is doing something. They're raising money. They're raising awareness for youth sports. As a youth sport coach myself, we need to be sure that we get these kids back in the game. Um, you know, mm -hmm. get, them, get them away from the Fortnite, as we like to say. So yes. um, I hope that by saying this on air and maybe... With Zach, um, maybe Tinkle Sports can get involved in something with the relaunching or the reopening of youth sports in America. We'll be right back, though, in a minute after your canteen or your uh, anchor break. All right, welcome back, guys. Second part beginning now. Um, let's start off with the PGA Championship. Phil Mickelson just became the oldest player in PGA history to win a major um, and of course there was another announcement involving him. We'll get to that in a second, but, uh, Jason just shows you that old guys still rule. Um, well, golf, you don't have to, there's not like a hmm. certain like age limit that you can, let's face it, be, you can be like 70, 80 years old and still playing golf. Exactly. So, um, but uh, so to have him win it, I mean, hey, if he can still show it, and I, I am pretty sure Phil Mickelson does those arthritis commercials, and I yeah. think he has it. He has rheumatoid arthritis. Bad. So to go out there, to, to go out there with arthritis and win a major, I give yeah. him a hell of a lot of credit. It just shows old guys rule, and it'd be like if Michael Jordan was a, it'd be like if Michael Jordan was going in the NBA right now. With bad arthritis in his knees and somehow win an hmm. NBA championship, that just shows you, yeah. You know, but, but yeah, hey you know, man, the difference though, the difference though is that Phil Mickelson still has a lot left in the tank. Mm -hmm. I think it proved on Sunday. Um, of course, the other big announcement now: uh, Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady are teaming up once again. Um, and they will they be up against Aaron Rodgers yep. and Bryson and DeChambeau. Uh, Bryson. Oh, that's um, right, Bryson. You're it's right. led to a lot of trolling on Tom Brady's side of things. <laughs> I'm sorry, I hate Tom Brady, but oh man, it's just funny. Have you been seeing the memes about? I, I, I know, I know, I know. They're freaking hilarious. Oh, like I said, and it's all Tom <laughs> Brady making it. Who knew Tom Brady was a meme lord? But <laughs> <laughs> at least his humor. Thank. Uh, 
Thank God his humor isn't flat. That's all I gotta say. Like his uh, football. Sorry, sorry, had to go there. <laughs> all right, but oh. no, um, I'm not gonna lie. I'm kind of disappointed that it isn't Tiger, but for obvious reasons, Tiger is not pairing up with Aaron Rodgers. So, um, mm-hmm. I, I expect it to be a good match. I think Bryson's a worthy opponent. Um. And I'm excited. I kind of wish it was Rory McIlroy, though, because I think McIlroy is the bigger star than Bryson is. Of course, he's a bigger name and might have brought in more ratings that way. But um, I'm excited to see what probably would have. But I'm excited to see the rematch of the two NFC Championship quarterbacks. Just this time on the golf course. Yeah. Um, But watch Aaron Rodgers somehow beat Tom Brady. But that's the only way he could. I, I'm going to lean toward Mickelson and Brady as my early pick there, though. Um, I think Brady yeah. Brady played really well with Phil Mickelson last time. So I, I think DeChambeau and Rodgers will make it entertaining, but I don't think it's going to be the pairing like uh, Peyton and Tiger. But what isn't Tom Brady good at at this point? Yeah. You know, good at football. Apparently good at golf, so um yeah, they're probably gonna win it to be honest. Nothing against Aaron Rodgers, but Yeah. If if there's any time to beat Brady's maybe on a golf course, not on a freaking football field. Yeah. So then uh, Um Yes. Now we'll move on to, yeah, let's move on to baseball uh Corey Kluber. He, we talked about him I think last show or the show before. He threw the first Yankees no-hitter just a few weeks ago since 1999. Mm. Um, Of course, now he is out two months. It is a shoulder injury. Um, He's 4-3 this year. He has a 3.04 ERA and 53.1 innings pitched in 10 starts. Man, I'm starting to slur here. you know, slur my words here a little bit, but, um, yeah, I, I think this is a big loss for the Yankees here. Yeah, I would say so. Um, of course he's, um, it could be in trouble, especially if they're fighting for a playoff spot. They're, they're in a division where the Rays and the Red Sox and the Blue Jays are all, all four are still very much alive in it. Um, mm-hmm. and this is the summertime, let's face it, from now till probably late July, maybe the first few weeks in August, this is go time now, okay? You right. can't, you can't dig yourself too deep. Um, there's a chance maybe he comes back early, maybe he comes back later. Um, I don't know the mm-hmm. extent of the injury, I just know the injury happened. Um, but, um... Nothing the Yankees can't buy their way out of. That's all I'm going to say about it. Um, you know, you know, even if they're down and out, they'll buy their way right out of it. So um, I'm not going to say it's going to cause any trouble, um, but mm-hmm. it may cause them to have to fight possibly for a wild card. Obviously, he's going to start once every five days when he's actually pitching. So it's not as big of an impact as it would be if, say, Aaron Judge got hurt. Of course, Aaron Hicks is also out for the year for the Yankees, and that's a big speed guy that they lost. So, um, two big losses, I think. 
if I had to guess, they're going to vie for a wild card. They're going to be in the playoffs. Yeah, probably. They're going to be in the playoffs, but they're going to vie for the wild card in the fourth seed. So, um... Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, let's move on here. We've, of course, talked a lot about Otani and how talented and gifted he is. A once-in-a-generational baseball talent. Um... My MVP pick for the AL, um, he threw a pitch right at Kana's head for the A's. Um, didn't hit him. It came close, though, but it was enough to clear the benches and start a little heated discussion. Um, should he have been tossed from the game? That's the real question. Uh, depending on if it was intentional or not, probably. I don't know much about this, but I, I would say if you pitch towards someone's head and it causes the bench to clear, maybe should have flirted with an ejection just because, you know, now you've now you've delayed the game by clearing the benches. Um I don't know. Like I said, I think I don't think it might it might have been intentional just because of the fact it was an interdivisional game. But yeah. there's just so many factors involved in it. I think the umps just had to say, let it play out after they get mm-hmm. everyone back to the benches. So I I think no action might have been the best decision. Um, maybe they yeah, should probably. do maybe they should do a further investigation into it. See what happened. If it's really that concerning, I don't think it is. But of course, um. It's very, very, very possible that he just lost control of a pitch. You know? Yeah. It's not out of the realm of So that's why I say if it's intentional or unintentional, but yeah. who the hell knows? Um, moving forward here, of course, uh, the Padres. Now, I've always said that I call a bluff when the Padres do well, but... Mm-hmm. I can't look past this right now. They are 7-0 against American League teams. Now, this is interdivisional matchups because the Padres are in the National League. Um, 7-0 is nothing to sneeze at considering getting to 4-0 in baseball is already a challenge as an overall record. Um, The Padres are 33-19. They're leading their division by a game and a half over the Dodgers and the Giants. Um, I don't think it's far-fetched to say that they are an early favorite. Yeah. Um, Sounds like if you can do that well in your hmm. inner division, like in in, in in-divisional games itself... The B seven and zero. That's um, never. Well, one no, is no, never. No, no, interleague. Easy. Sorry, and sorry, two. sorry. Uh, interleague games. Oh. So, kind of like what the oh, World Series man. will be. Um, I, I should have clarified a little better, but. Oh, like. So they're in the AL NL. NL. Yeah, they're seven and zero right okay. now. They're seven and zero against like the. Oh, I, I I get what you mean now. Yeah. Kind of like ASE going up against NFC. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it definitely looks very promising for them if they go up against, like, you know, any team in the World Series. Yeah, 7-0 against the Interconference, that looks really, really good. And your chances 
look even better hmm. now being up 7 and 0 so i say yes they definitely could be a very early favorite to win the world series um cuz if hmm. you're still undefeated then you can use that momentum heading into yeah. if i mean it all I depends think it looks on good if, if you get there get to the world series anyway yeah, I was just about to say, if you can actually get there, yes, that looks very promising, mm-hmm. but <laughs> just because it's the regular season doesn't mean, you know, the playoffs are going to play plague them any uh, better or any worse than yeah. that already great record against inter-conference games. See, now... Sorry. <laughs> No, I was going to say that I I think, you know, obviously we know the Dodgers are defending champs, but the mm-hmm. Padres have stacked up this offseason. They've got Fernando Tatis, who is a young, bold star in the game. I, I don't want to say it's far-fetched that they could win the division, Maybe the wild card. They're probably another team, much like the Yankees, I think, that are going to vie for the wild card at best. Um, mm. Just because we know eventually the Dodgers are going to get it together. Um, they're yeah. World Series champs for a reason. They didn't, you know, you could say it was a Mickey Mouse type season, um, 60 games. You really didn't get a good judging on who should have been there, who shouldn't. Um, but. You know, you don't you don't win the World Series by accident. Just like you don't win the Super Bowl by accident. You don't win the NBA Finals by accident. Okay? Once you get there, maybe you got there by accident, but you didn't win it by accident. Okay? <laughs> that's that's probably where I'm going to leave it with that. Um, but let's switch gears now. Let's talk some hockey. Um, the Lightning, man, I wish I had my Lightning shirt today. Uh, they have advanced to play the Her- uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Um, the Bruins and the Islanders are going to face off in round two, and I talked to a very angry Penguins fan the other day. Um, <laughs> they are like, you know, so he comes up to me and he's like, you know, every single time the uh, Penguins played the Islanders, I used to mark that as an easy win. Now, the Islanders just done went and got good. And now I can't even circle it as a win. So, <laughs> just thought that you'd find some humor in that. But, uh, That's great. you know, the Islanders are built now compared to the past so I, I'm not shocked mm-hmm. they they didn't you know they made it to the Stanley or the uh, Eastern Finals um, I don't know how that works anymore but they made it to the finals to play the Lightning before the Stanley Cup so I'm not shocked at the end of the day that they got that win over the Penguins I don't think the Penguins are what the Penguins used to be yeah um, I you know. I thought they would be able to do well, but mm-hmm. I guess I was I, I was I'll I'll be the first that come here and state that I was wrong about my mm-hmm. prediction about yeah. them. Um, I was right about the Bruins. Pretty sure I was light, right about the Lightning. 
Islanders, no. Yeah. Vegas was right. Avalanche, probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, no, the Avalanche are moving on to round two. They are going to face Vegas. And Vegas mm-hmm. just came out of a seven-game thriller against uh, their opponents. They don't have very much time to prepare for that game mm-hmm. one of second round. Eh, you know, you can drop one game. One nothing is not bad. The lead. No, that... it's not going to be terrible. See, let me just state this for NBA, for NHL, and MLB purposes, because those three leagues do a best of seven. The worst leads mm-hmm. you can have, 2-0, 2-1, 3-1. Three worst leads you can yep. have. Okay, don't ask me why. We just know that they are the worst leads that you can have in a series because any you know it's still wide open. Three zero is probably the safest lead you can have. Yep. Three three two might because... even not be that scary. Mm. See, but three two signifies probably not unless you went if you went if you went two two in the first four games, and then you go to 3-2, that signifies a good series. Yes, yes, it okay. does. It signifies a very back-and-forth series. Yeah, you go 3-1, you go and you drop game five. Now it's 3-2. That's where it's like, now this isn't a good series, but it's more a sound-the-alarm sort of thing. Do You know, do we want to get memed in be known as the team that blew a three to one lead so it's back to the drawing boards um so that's you know three three is obviously the oh shit moment um but (laughs) those are those three are the worst leads in all of sports to have um Mm -hmm. but um the other news is that winnipeg the jets the only good Jets in all professional oh. sports. I'm sorry. We had to take a dig. I'm pretty sure. Wasn't I right about the Jets, too? I think you picked the Oilers, bud. Oh, yeah, I did choose the Oilers. <laughs> That's right. But the Jet, the Winnipeg yeah, Jets. Right. The Winnipeg Jets are the only good Jets in all professional sports. Sorry I went there. Until they face off. <laughs> Until they face off against the... The Canadians uh, or... And then, uh, yeah, Canadians or Toronto, and Toronto leads three two. So yeah, um, we're getting Let there. Let me go for Toronto. Hmm. I did choose the Maple Leafs to to win that. So hmm. to see them up three two, yeah. I guess looks very promising. Who the hell knows? Montreal could win the next two games and then hmm. move on. I Anything could see is that. Possible. 3-2 is still an anything's possible series, but obviously it's the mm-hmm. brink of elimination still. So it's in between that. Um, but let's move forward. Mm-hmm. Now we got our favorite part of the show, and I've been teasing it oh, from yeah. the beginning. The best tinkle on this is yet to come, and it's here right now. Um, you ready for this? Oh, boy. are you? Are, I'm ready for it, are, but are you I ready? don't know. I don't know if the pet... I don't know okay. if the Pittsburgh Pirates are ready for it. <laughs> I don't think the Pittsburgh Pirates are ready for anything memeable. So, of course, Javier <laughs> Javier, ba- Javier Baez here. He hits Baez. a line. Baez. He hits a line drive to first mm. or to third. 
They throw it to first. It drags him off the plate. And, of course, Baez runs backwards. Now, that's where you think the tinkle on this moment is, if you didn't see the play. Um, Javier Baez running backwards from first to home. You know that's an automatic out if he tags first. What was this Pirates guy thinking? He chases Javier Baez back home to get the four, to get the tag. A runner scores. They throw it to an to the pitcher who is nowhere near first base. And it goes out to the outfield. Baez gets a free ride to second. Uh, you can't write anything stupider than this. Oh my gosh. The run scores. I'm pretty sure there was Wasn't there three errors? I could have there off, were three errors in this game. First off. All basic- I don't question the Pirates' stupidity anymore, okay? Let's just start with that. We're not going to question this anymore. But why didn't you just tag first and end it right there? Okay, you had... You could have. I don't understand it. You had two outs already. All you had to do was tag first base. You didn't need to chase him back down the home plate line while the man at third's running home to score. Okay, for that, uh, this may be higher than what I'm about to say, but tinkle on this, Pittsburgh. Tinkle on this. Tinkle on it hard. Tinkle on it good. Tinkle on this. Okay, tinkle on this hard. Tinkle on it good. And don't stop tinkling on it. Okay. No I'm more. Sorry, if you're the Pittsburgh Pirates manager, you look at that situation and be like, "What the fuck did I just get myself into?" I'm telling you, I'm having a I'm hard trying time to be the manager of this just, god for awful, god awful team. Just, just like, reading this, oh. just reading this, I'm like, "What the actual fuck just happened?" Um, I'm gonna read. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. There were a lot of candidates, but I think mm-hmm. this one definitely had a top oh, all of them. This one is the best one of 2021. By the way, I retweeted it on Twitter. It was from Pat McAfee's page. It it um if you check out at Sports Talk TS, um Sports Talk on Tinkle Sports, search it on Twitter. The mm-hmm. video is there. I wish I could show you the video, but due to copyright infringements, we can't. Um, so that is why I had to run through and explain what happened as opposed to showing the video. Because trust me, the video would have been way funnier, but we don't need a copyright strike. So nope. um, with that, I'm at a loss of words, but I guess we'll start out by saying thanks for watching this uh, nice episode here of tinkle sports talk thank you again to all those who have made the ultimate sacrifice for our country for our freedom so we could do this here on tinkle sports um mm-hmm. and of course um tune in today of course lots of baseball uh indy 500 is today the biggest sports gathering since the pandemic started um and also some more ba- NBA basketball yeah, NBA playoffs. You Stan- don't want to miss a bunch yeah. of Game 4s. Yeah, NBA and Stanley Cup playoffs going on. Um, mm. 
And of course, we'll have out of turn four on Tuesday. We will recap the greatest spectacle in all of racing, the Indy 500 and the Coca-Cola 600. We will recap that is tonight on Fox Sports. Um, and of course, um, we will also have possibly another Tinkle Roundtable this week with Zach. Maybe Jason will join us. Who knows? Um, uh, probably. I should yeah. be able to. So we'll I, I don't have to. Well, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll just play it by ear, I guess. Um, but yes. um, thank you again to all those who have served, active, retired, lost life in combat. Um, and we will be back here next Sunday with another episode. Hopefully nothing as stupid as what the Pirates did. We'll see. Um, but until then, guys, goodbye, everyone.